0: Welcome to Money Talks, a series of interviews with me, Liam Halligan, Economics and Business Editor of GB News. In this episode, I talk to Andy Scanlon, the UK franchisee of Sandbox VR, one of the world's leading location-based virtual reality companies. Sandbox VR provides fully immersive gaming experiences in physical city centre locations involving teams of players it has its own unique titles, such as Amber Sky 2088 and Deadwood Mansion, which are all designed in-house. While working as an investment analyst in Singapore, Andy visited a Sandbox VR venue and was so impressed he contacted the Hong Kong-based owner and was granted distribution rights across the UK and the Republic of Ireland. Having launched the first Sandbox VR venue in London in July 2022, Andy Scanlon's planning further locations in Manchester, Birmingham and Dublin over the coming months. Now this business began, this particular business, your business here in the UK, when you went for a trip in Singapore, right?
1: I actually was living in Singapore at the time with my fiance. I'd moved out in 20, start 2019 I was running a small investment advisory business out there and quite serendipitously stumbled into a sandbox vr and from that point everything changed so this business existed in singapore and you thought i want to
0: bring this to the uk because of course the uk is an absolutely huge leisure
1: market and it's a bridgehead into europe arguably the the, the uk is one of the best leisure markets in the entire world in fact It has the second highest density of uh, leisure venues per capita in the world. Brits, we love to go out, we love to spend time together, and we like to enjoy ourselves.
0: So tell us what the business is. What is it that you're selling here in your central London headquarters, a venue that's set to be replicated
1: across the UK? Well, Sandbox VR is the top class provider of the best virtual reality experiences you can do in the world. So our experiences are around 30 minutes long. You and up to five, Five friends or or family members can be transported to alien planets, to pirate ships, to zombie apocalypses. And together as a team, you've got to work together to overcome various challenges. Our technology is, is world class. There's no one really at our level at this moment.
0: What can people expect when they go into one of your virtual reality worlds? What do they think and feel? What do they experience?
1: Well immersion and immersive experiences i think is is a trend especially in the consumer market that's been growing over the last five years and we offer all of our all of our technology offers the best immersive experience that can be shared amongst you and your friends so what does that mean so when our guests go into our virtual world they'll all put on motion capture trackers which will allow our computers and system to provide full body motion capture tracking so as you move in the real worlds your avatar or your virtual self will move in the exact same way so you can see your friend behind you and high five them and as your avatar touches their hands you in the real world do it at the same time and sandbox was built on that principle virtual reality is best when it's shared with others that alongside haptic feedback which is a, a vibration so the virtual world can also interact with you directly allows all of our guests to be completely immersed into whatever landscape we put them in.
0: Wow, that sounds amazing. I mean, how far can this go, this whole virtual reality thing? I mean, obviously, you know, Sandbox, you're saying, is at the cutting edge of where we are now. Mm-hmm. What are the limits to this technology?
1: We don't really know at the moment. And I think that's what's, that's what's most exciting. I think there's so many avenues that virtual reality can explore. Most people, when they think of virtual reality, they think of the metaverse or films such as Ready Player One where we'll all be at our own respective homes connecting into the digital world. But Sandbox VR is built on bringing people out of their homes into a common physical place for them then to be transported to the virtual world. And as we built one of the largest leisure venues in central London, that is our purpose that will be implemented across the UK. So tell us about one of the specific kind of themes that your VR world offers? Well, I would say shared immersive, but we've already discussed that. What we're really focused on is being able to provide a variety of virtual reality experiences for everyone, whether that's age, whether that's gender, whether that's preference of, of entertainment. And really we see that in our customers. I mean, it is very, very mixed in terms of male to female, very mixed in terms of age. One surprising thing, in fact, is we've got customers, we've got more customers over the age of 35 than under the age of 25. And I think that's one of the clear demands from the, especially the British public, for a shared experience that's unlike anything they've ever done. Rather than getting on a plane to go to to some off distant lands, they can come to our venue and be transported to something that's fantastical uh, and absolutely magical in nature. But so just talk us through
0: the kind of adventure, virtual reality adventure, a family could have if they came here to Sandbox in London or one of the other venues that you're planning to roll out across the UK.
1: So so one of our most popular experiences is called Amber Sky 2088. So you are a team of droids. It's the year 2088, you're in New Hong Kong. I'll still be around. (laughs) Um, We hope so. The planet is being invaded by aliens. You and your fellow droid warriors are going to be sent to one of our space elevators into space to, to, to protect the planet. It allows you to be, uh, uh, you know, constructive as a team. It allows you to cooperate as a team. It allows you to save the planet, and it's good family fun. It's good fun for everyone of every age. So, what sort of tasks
0: do you have to achieve? What do you mean cooperate as a team? You're all sitting there with kind of headsets on. Looking at a computer screen effectively, albeit a very sophisticated one, how, how do you save the world in that context?
1: So, so, first and foremost, each of our rooms, which we call holodecks, are around 600 square feet. So, you're not actually fixed, you're free roam. So, you can wander around our space, which is a massive competitive advantage that we have. So, this got. is a really physical experience. It's very physical, which is why uh, we've got a robotic bartender, why we've got beverages, because people come out and they they've worked up a sweat, and they need to be rewarded for saving the planet. So you get to move around, it's very active. Whilst it's very active, most people of any ability can can do our virtual reality. So for example, in Amber Sky, half of you will be attackers, half of you will be defenders. The defenders will be provided with a shield used to protect the rest of their team. So you have to work and hide behind each other at particular moments, whilst the attackers ensure that the enemy doesn't get close. But as you go up each level towards space, you've got to protect your package, uh, an explosive, which will help defeat the alien invaders up in space. It's ma- I mean, it's mad. I mean, I've, I've changed my life and pursued this because I just think that this is the future of entertainment and entertainment hasn't had a real step change in, in, in much time and I think it needs that.
0: You really have changed your life. You were working in asset management before. You're you're a smart guy, You studied economics and finance at university, and you walked into that sandbox venue in Singapore. I mean, how instant was your conversion, if you like? How long did it take you to think, you know what? I'm going to convince the owners of this business that they need to entrust me, relatively young man with all respect, to launch in a major market like the UK. Mm. Was it hard to convince them?
1: Uh, I I think they recognized my passion for it. I mean I that that first experience after 30 minutes I quite cinematically lifted up my headset and it just clicked. And in fact I was with my fiance, now fiance girlfriend at the time and two of her girlmates and looked at them for kind of a to see what I could recognise and they were as enthused as it as I was. And we instantly went, like most Brits would say, let's go and have a beer and chat about it. So we went (laughs) to a, a local hawker market out in Singapore and had some tiger beers. And I sat across this table, looking at my three female friends, chat for two hours about this virtual reality experience. And I know them very well. And they were psyched,
0: as you say. They've never spoken
1: about one topic for more than five minutes. Yeah. And I just thought, this is something special. And I just thought, I'd worked in London, I've lived lived and worked here for, for eight years prior to moving to Singapore, and I couldn't think of a better city uh, to launch this fantastic concept into. And I couldn't think of a better country to to expand it into.
0: Now, a lot of people watching this interview, listening to our conversation, Andy, they'll have ideas, but it's all about, as we say in business, execution, isn't it? Putting ideas into reality, sticking with it through thick and thin. Mm-hmm. You're sitting here, a, a proud young man, you're, you're, you're launching Sandbox here, smack in the heart of central London. Mm-hmm. But there must have been lumps and bumps in the road to get here. There mm. must have been times when he thought you wouldn't manage to do this. It's a complex operation, licensing, lots of rigmarole, lots of bureaucracy, lots of hard-nosed negotiation, I imagine. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that
1: journey without breaking any legal agreements. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean, I actually looked younger probably a year ago than I do now. I mean, I'm, I'm known as having a baby face, but I'm, I'm actually, I used to look a lot younger probably 12 months ago. It's definitely been difficult, um, but I think any, anything new is difficult. It goes against the status quo, and especially you couple that with going into property and, and, and a brick and mortar business. It is very difficult. But what I do know is that once we can get our venues up and running, like we've uh, you know successfully done here, we're going to be here for the long term and it's worth every ounce of effort. So with respect to that, look, we, we've now acquired the, the whole of the UK and islands as our franchise territory. So we're very excited to be able to bring sandbox VR across the country in, in fairly quick fashion. Um, but with respect to the bureaucracy, look, it's, it's, it's part and parcel of the game. You've just got to keep, keep determined, keep pushing forward. Fortunately, I... Keep it civil to the extent you can? Oh, without a doubt. Um, but be able to defend your corner when you need to. You know, fortunately, I brought on... When I was coming back from Singapore after spending three months doing due diligence uh, on the market. Uh, that's like leveraging. checking out the
0: market, really exactly. kicking
1: the tires of the business opportunity. Looking at that, looking at the competition, trying to figure out where the market was going, looking at the consumer. I came to the conclusion that Sandbox VR was going to be the horse to back. Obviously me as a franchisee, it's, you know, I need to make sure that the person providing the content, the technology is is going to be a winner um, because that's that's half the, half the battle. Um, but when I made the decision that Sandbox VR was, was going to win this race, uh, I wanted to to bring someone on to co-found the business with me. And fortunately, there was one person who came straight to mind, and that was Jake Wilmot-Sitwell, uh, one of my best mates. We went to uh, Alliance Manchester Business School together, where we both studied the same course. We're both one of three boys, so we've got that natural competitive let's go and take on the world sort of attitude. And I trust him, you know, with everything, so we've been able to work just seamlessly on on kind of building this business, going up against you know people that might not want to see us succeed, um, and really just try and fundamentally shift what's what's possible in entertainment. Who creates the software, if you like, the
0: the, the technical gizmo stuff mm-hmm. that makes this business work at the heart of this business? Yep. Where is that created, mm-hmm. and is it static or is it being developed, redeveloped? advanced all the time.
1: Yeah, so all of the content from Sandbox VR is predominantly now uh, produced in Hong Kong. That's where the original founder, Steve Zhao, who is a visionary in terms of what entertainment and gaming can offer. Steve has built a veteran team of game developers from EA to Ubisoft to Sony, um, and they have built what I believe is the best content. That team in Hong Kong is constantly developing new, new, new experiences for us as a franchisee and for all of our venues to use. One thing that made me stand, what what Sandbox stood out for for me was, is that they really focused on becoming a studio themselves. Some of our peers and competitors in the space heavily relied on IP from third parties, whether that's Disney, for example. So intellectual property from... So, so Sandbox, you set
0: Sandbox becoming a studio, creating their own content, Correct. generating their own scenes, if you like, exactly. developing
1: their own stories exactly. and episodes for people to be part of. Precisely, yeah, that is spot on. And that's what really made me change my view on Sandbox as not just a participant in this nascent industry, but a driver of it and a leader of it. Where is the center of the world when it comes to virtual reality? It's quite spread out. I think most people now, whenever you hear the word tech in where's the center of it, you think Silicon Valley. In California, of course. Of course. But we're seeing a lot of uh, development, especially on the hardware side coming out of China and Shenzhen. Um, Specifically, you know, for us, we use the Pico Neo3 headsets. Those are the virtual reality headsets that all of our customers put on. And where are they made? that's uh, made in China. One of the leading in, in hardware obviously, as we all know, over the last few decades and specifically working towards more advanced and, 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 and deep tech as we'd call it in the hardware space. But I do think it's fairly well spread out. There's certain places in Central Europe that are really driving virtual reality forward. So it seems to be in my particular perspective that there's multiple centers coming up, but it's difficult to say Silicon Valley in California is not necessarily the center, but I definitely see a rising tide across the world at the moment, which gives me a lot of confidence that we're in the right place at the right time.
0: Now, the Brits, we're obviously a huge market. We're a particularly vibrant market for leisure experiences. As you've said, Andy, we obviously produce a lot of very driven young entrepreneurs like yourself. We're good at fronting things up. We're good at presenting things. We're good at staging events, aren't we? Where are we in terms of the creation of both the hardware, the kit and the software the intelligence, the computer programming behind this kind of
1: technology? I would say the biggest standout is for us as a consumer market. Definitely, we've got the, the highest demand and appetite for, for the most entertaining experience that you can offer. From another side, though, we use the Cambridge company Vicon systems for our motion capture, which I believe is one of our standout features for our virtual reality system. Just
0: to explain that, what motion capture, what do you mean by
1: that? So we'll all remember, well, maybe maybe some of the, the more younger viewers of your show uh, may not remember, but we all remember Andy Serkis playing Gollum in Lord of the Rings. And we many of us may even recall the suit that he wore, which was filled, well, covered with balls and What that allows us to do in in kind of the motion capture space is our cameras can pick up those balls and they can predict uh, the body behind it. So our algorithms can match or seek out each of those balls and build a 3D model of Andy Serkis, for example, which they can then apply an overlay of a character such as Gollum. And that's what you see in the the finished edit of the film. We use very similar technology to that. And actually the company that provides that hardware is, is based in Cambridge. Uh, just 50 miles away from here, and it was very surprising when the Sandbox team knew that we were in contact with them and we were in very much a clear alliance of trying to to provide the best motion capture experience out there for the public.
0: Now there's a lot of hubbub here at your HQ in Tottenham Court Road in central London. Mm -hmm. This is your launch. Can you tell us where else in the UK you think, um, what do you call them? Uh, shops venues sandbox what, what, what's the collective noun for a
1: virtual reality i would, I would say it's a venue but a venue. as i've always said with with the rest of my team the experience for our customers starts the moment you walk in the door the venue's the in your you mind really isn't headset. it that's why i hesitate i mean we'll we'll take a walk around shortly but this is truly something that i don't think anyone's expecting where else in the uk will be able people be able to soon experience this so we'll be launching in birmingham in, in around April next time, uh, April next year, sorry. Uh, We've also got sites in Liverpool, Manchester and Dublin coming up for next year as well.
0: What's the future for Sandbox and what's the future for your part in the Sandbox story?
1: I've got one goal here and that's to turn Sandbox into not just the leading location-based virtual reality brands in the UK and Ireland, but a leading entertainment brand. And there's many avenues that me and the team are going to be exploring. One of the most exciting is, is virtual sports. My personal belief is that we could be the bridge between traditional sports and esports, which most people, when they read the news about esports, all they hear about is, is vastly growing, fast numbers with uh, viewership online. I think we can so offer that. e-sports the bridge is a now. kind of computer generated horse race as opposed to a horse race, right? I would say. I mean, that's probably a simplified way to see it. But I'm a journalist, forgive me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The, I mean, esports has grown incredibly fast. It's one it is the fastest growing sports in the world right now, globally. I mean, it is growing everywhere incredibly fast, especially with the younger generation, as you can imagine. But for yourself and me, it's very inaccessible because we might not play the games. I mean, Dota 2 or CSGO games you might not have even heard of, to watch players play it is very difficult to understand what they're doing. Yeah. And that's a Whereas big industry in
0: its own right, that gaming industry. Right?
1: But anyone on this planet can see Cristiano Ronaldo do a flying bicycle kick into the goal will appreciate that or see Usain Bolt run the 100 metres in 9.5 seconds. We understand that because we as humans can appreciate that physical accomplishment. Because we did 13 seconds or something when we were at school. (laughs) I mean, I thought you'd have been 12, to be honest. I saw a decent amount of momentum building up. With virtual sports, because in our rooms, your body is the controller. There is a physical nature behind it. And so just from that feature alone, I think the accessibility of virtual sports is greater than esports. Whilst we combine all of the fantastical technology and graphics and gameplay that esports offer. So one thing that we'll be doing is launching the first virtual sports tournament in the UK, and that will be coming later this year.
0: And what is the vision for Sandbox UK in 10 years time? Where will the company be? Andy, where will you be?
1: I will be hopefully running the largest entertainment network of venues in the UK and Ireland. We will be targeting over 50 venues within 10 years, if not more, um, depending on how we do in the first two years. We've got a fantastic investor base. We've got a fantastic board and management team. So we're building the infrastructure to turn this company into a recognisable brand that everyone on the street will recognise. Andy Scanlon, best of luck. Thank you
0: very much. with, With Sandbox. Thank you. too bad thanks a lot you're looking well by the way can i get your number thanks a lot for listening to money talks with me liam halligan economics and business editor of gb news if you've enjoyed this episode then please leave a rating or review on apple podcasts youtube or wherever you're listening Do subscribe to this podcast and also check out my daily television show, On The Money, at 1pm Monday to Friday on GB News or via the GB News app. GB News, Britain's news channel.